Can you erase that first part? All right, welcome to Um That Just Happened, the podcast that's not safe for work, but okay to play on the way to your Valentine's Day dinner with your boo. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, guys, it's like Ralph Garman says, make her laugh, make her breakfast. <laughs> we recorded at the FTC, edited at Lazarus Space Studios, recording for posterity on February 2nd, Groundhog Day, 2015. Groundhog Day! Recorded on February 2nd, Groundhog Day, 2015. Groundhog Day! It's cold out there! To be aired on February 8th, 2015, your or a weekly source for audio debauchery. Not Groundhog Day. I'm Rodney Sinio. I'm Adam Flores. And that's it for today. It's uh, it's, it's just the two of us. David Merkel was supposed to be here today, but unfortunately his wife is a little under the weather. Mrs. Merkel, I hope you're doing well and um, speedy recovery. And not speedy as an arrow because he had a drug problem, so I'm sure his recovery was a little rough. So, quick recovery. Although there's Johnny Quick and he's just an old guy, so I hope you're alright. Expeditious recovery. <laughs> So yeah, it's just the two of us here today. You can cue whatever Will Smith song that you want at that moment. So yeah, should be nice and breezy. Um, have you heard that song since you became a father? I have not. I, I'm my mind's not ready to wrap around <laughs> that yet. It's a little tougher to listen to now that you know. It's just kids. like, isn't she lovely by Stevie Wonder? Is that about his daughter? Yeah, who he's never seen before. Wow. Well, it's true. I mean, not wrong. So yeah, it's gonna be a nice little easy episode today. I had a few people tell me that uh, the Bob episode was a little hectic, but they got through it. They really did enjoy it, and you know they appreciated they appreciated us putting in that little extra effort to make sure that people were having a good time listening to that and stuff so everyone seemed to enjoy that a lot i've already gotten some good feedback with the mark episode that's cool david actually hit me up and said that we made his shoveling out his car suck a little bit less nice so because that definitely sucked so yeah guys if, if you're out there shoveling do like i do throwing you know some earbuds and just listen to whatever podcast you wish which is this one yeah historically our episodes where it's just uh army of two usually do really really well it's just uh, we prefer to have people here when we can just because it's hard to gauge reactions to like funny stuff we say because you know, Adam and I are already used to each other's jokes where it's like sometimes we're not even laughing at him just like you know you just get that occasional nod not just that but I think it's been proven so far that Rodney and I are very much alike in a lot of ways so it's nice to have that third person to kind of bounce off the third fourth or fifth person sixth person you know depending on how many people we have in that show so I mean it's nothing against our guests we we always love having guests keep an eye on on the page in case you guys ever want to be on sometimes there's an open call for a guest here and there and hit us up because we usually don't i don't know we uh we we put the open invitation out there but we really don't chase after people in terms of hey you need to be on but um yeah we need to have people on it's nice nelson has stated that he likes when it's when it's you and i a lot i think it makes the listening easier obviously we're not going to be stepping over one another there's only two of us so i think that does make it easier i just don't want to bore people that's all not that i'm boring or anything so speaking of people talking about our podcast Podcast news, we got a lot of 
people jumping on the um that just happened bandwagon joining our community locally we've got some new listeners in phoenix arizona there's a huge surge phoenix arizona this week nice mineral wells texas sounds like a fake place but okay thanks for listening uh macon georgia garden grove california and then locally in illinois hampshire illinois and morris illinois wichita kansas of course killing it beat out everybody in downloads this week have no idea kind of low on wichita numbers but 45 downloads still i really that can't be one person so somebody please please hit us up david merkel as promised would start a twitter account if we hear from anybody from wichita kansas and you get to pick his name and you get to pick his handle yeah that's a big thing right there worth I mean, it alone you can make his name sir sir Suxocock. Tea bags with the best of them. Hashtag at 69. I don't know how the fucking name works. But um, yeah, I mean, you guys have all the opportunity and creative control in the world. What, what about internationally? Are, are we still... Internationally, Ghana and Cardiff, United Kingdom, neck and neck. Wow. For a while, Cardiff was beating out Ghana, and then uh, Ghana had caught up. So shout out to those parts of the world. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. Recent to listen. So tell all your friends, tell your kids, tell your wives. Find us on iTunes. Find us on Podomatic.com. Find us on SoundCloud. Find us on uh, UTJH.net or Facebook.com forward slash Hashtag spelled out U-T-J-H. But thanks for listening. Also new listeners internationally in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. So resurgence in the Dominican Republic, if you will. Jakarta, Indonesia. Not really sure where that is. Interesting. Dublin, Ireland, which interesting Rodney fact. Um, That's one of the places I want to go. Visit the St. James Gate Brewery where they brew Guinness. That'd be amazing. Yep. Destination vacation. Sometime after Disney World, probably. Destination vacation? Like, is there any kind of... Like, I, I was going to say, like... Well, I mean, there's the whole staycation now. Like, I accidentally uh, went on vacation here. Stay- staycation, by the way. It's my... um taking a staycation next week. Groovy. Groovy. I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, I hope you guys liked the backwardness of the last episode. I did. It was a nice little twist. Oh, Rocky. It's me, Nelson. Uh, I'm wondering if you're trying to give me a stroke or uh, some sort of dyslexic stroke because I'm trying to listen to the podcast. I don't know if it's backwards or what. I'm freaking out over here. So, uh, hey, yeah, next time, uh, hey, heads up, you give me next time or is it supposed to be like this? I don't know, but I'm freaking out. Um, and internationally, we got some new listeners in Brazil. On this lo- disclosed location in Brazil. Abrigado. Huh? That's how you say thank you. I thought that's yeah. how you say lawyer. It's abogado. What did you say? Abrigado. Okay. Isn't that how you say it? I don't know. Now I feel like an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So since we forgot, coming up on the show, Comic Cliff Notes is going to be on Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. No, because in, in the, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> uh, Pissing on Graves is going to be on Christine Kavanaugh. Top Topics is going to be... Cartoon theme songs. And songs spawned by cartoons. Yes. May not necessarily be the theme songs. And uh, there'll be definitely songs that will get stuck in your head. So, fairly warned. Oh, brigado. I knew something. And believe it or not... You you know how I know how to say thank you in Brazilian? It is not for all Portuguese, technically. It's not from meeting any people from Portugal or any Brazilian people. Or getting your Brazilian wax. Or that. It's from the Incredible Hulk movie when, you know, the chick lets him into her apartment. Was it Mas Stretchy? No, after that. Or that. I don't know. I gotta rewatch it now. But she, he says, Abrigado to her. I was like, hey, learn something. Now, is that technically considered a Marvel movie? Mm-hmm. The Edward like, Norton one? Yeah. But by Marvel Studios? Yeah. So Tony, was- Tony Stark shows up at the end. Oh, that's right. It was post-Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Was the original Hulk movie? No. But isn't it included in the Phase 1 suitcase? No. It's not. Just the Edward Norton one is. Which, by the way, many fuck you to Edward Norton for not coming back. Well... But also thank you, because Mark Ruffalo is a way better Bruce Banner than Edward Norton, I think. I'm still... 
don't know, man. I mean, I've accepted Mark Ruffalo at this point, but Edward Norton to me is still a better actor. And I feel like he captured a lot of who Bruce Banner was right off the bat. But Mark Ruffalo pulls off the whole scientist role a little bit better. So I don't know. It's it's a toss-up. It depends which Bruce Banner you're trying to embody. Because, I mean, different people have written him in varying ways. I can't get past uh, Tyler Durden with Ed Norton. Mm. Even the Italian job. I'm, like, waiting for him to, like... What about in Red Dragon? He was awesome in Red Dragon. Yeah. Or what was the movie with Richard Gere? His actual first movie. Officer and a Gentleman? No. He played, like, an altar boy that killed someone. And he had warring personalities. It was his first ever movie role. Like, I don't think he's ever acted before, period. Yeah, that might have to be corrections for next week. because It's a, no great, it's a great movie. Great movie. Absolutely great. Back to, you know, carving what we're talking about today. In our open forum, we're going to talk a little bit about, since it's Valentine's Day, we're going to talk a little bit about what our proposal was like with our significant others, not with one another. And we're going to cover a little bit of what's trending. Yeah, we're going to uh, bring back the segment just because it's trending. So we're going to take a look at what's on Twitter and see if we can wax some knowledge or lack thereof. <laughs> Depending right? on... It'll make me feel really old after a while. <laughs> like, who's this Justin Bieber? We're going to have to uh, look a couple of these Twitter things up, these uh, hashtags. But yep, that's what we got coming up on the show. All right, so let's move on to shoutouts. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to my neighbors from yesterday who helped us shovel out and push Rodney's van down my street. And shout out to my neighbor who helped plow because yesterday, February 1st, we had a ridiculous amount of snow. We got up to 19 inches, which leads into my fuck you later on in the day. But we were supposed to get up to 14. Like 14 was supposed to be our max. We got six more inches on top. Yeah, it started out as 12 and then it went to 14. Now it's like 18. Now like my tires are completely covered. Not that I'm rolling on 20 or anything but you know they're minivan standard issue Toyota Sienna tires that are completely covered so yeah but um my neighbors helped me out a lot the giant snowblower like it was nothing the snowblower we have in our house kind of sucks uh, we were supposed to get another one and I snoozed on it so that's very unfortunate but I have some very courteous neighbors they helped out with that you know I still had to shovel three times but it's nice to live in an area that you know people help one another out still restore some of my faith in humanity that's it for me yeah shout out to your neighbors again because uh three times trying to make it down the block to at the FTC the minivan got stuck just, it was just getting no kind of traction on the snow at all really should be buying snow tires but I just don't want to go through the thing of changing the tires every season it's kind of a pain in the ass more money to spend but shout out to them birthday shout outs I got um, my friend Dave's birthday's coming up uh, a lot of you know him on SoundCloud is Bam Bam so make sure to follow him if you're into house music a friend of mine from college or a couple friends of mine from college uh, Jovan and Simone got birthdays coming up uh, the week that the show's airing Simone actually birthday's on Valentine's Day and also Rosh's birthday is on Valentine's Day so so shout out to him. Happy birthday to him. I think that's all the birthdays coming up this week. And shout out to everybody going out for Valentine's Day dinner. And all the people who have to work in the hospitality industry. I've been working in the hospitality industry since I was old enough to work in the hospitality industry. And uh, kind of a shitty time of year for someone to be a server or bartender. But hey, you're helping people get laid just like we're trying to do with this podcast. So shout out to everybody who's going to be working this weekend. Oh, I also like to give a shout out. I mean, it's, it's not really a shout out, but still to Mohammed Muki because his grandfather passed away on the 30th of January and you know being that his company helps with this show so i feel like it's only right that we at least acknowledge that you know his grandfather passed away and that you know we send our condolences and our prayers your way hopefully you get a chance to hear this and uh we're thinking about you man hope everything's all right yeah if it helps take your mind off things just a little bit that's one of the big big reasons why we we do the show and real quick shout out to david merkel on the other end of that spectrum for sending me a picture of chloe bennett with uh i guess it's a esquire picture well it says esquire in the corner and she's definitely showing a little camel toe in there. Yeah, I was just going to see it. It's first fun. thing I saw. That's fun. Thanks, David. Shout out to you. David knows that if he's not going to be here, he's got to at least give us some consolation shit. So, Which, Chloe Bennett, I know still, you're not far still from here. Ed- still edging out Felicity Smoke, man. What's up? 
I don't know about that. Unbelievable, Rodney. We're waiting to have Table a... toe, come on. <laughs> what else could you need? All right, I'll give her that. <laughs> but how, how about showing up to a Comic-Con? How about, you know, anybody want to show up to C2E2 or... Oh, uh, yeah, we're going to get to that in promotions, so... C2E2 is doing a fan fest, by the way. I don't really know what's going on. They've got, like, four celebrities, probably the biggest of which is uh, the chick from Tiffany or from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Hillary. Oh, Oh, it's probably the base. There's like four stars. I guess it's just a reason for everybody to get together about comic books and then uh, you have four stars. In it. And then they're doing a Bruce Campbell one a couple of months later. <laughs> Make sure you guys look out for us at Comic-Con. We're going to talk, like I said, a little bit more about that in, in promotions. Any other shout outs? I think that's it for this week. All right. Moving on to the um, I just saw portion. I was at Target and I was trying to stock up on stuff before this big snow was going to hit. You know, the bare necessities, bread. Actually, we didn't get bread, so fuck that. Some sodas, some little appetizers, things like that. And then I was walking through the electronics section because I was like, maybe I'll pick up something for Cece. You know, something something new for her to watch, you know, besides Frozen again. Which, by the way, have you seen either Tangled or Brave? I saw Tangled, not Brave. Were those good? Well, was Tangled? Tangled was good. Because I was like, maybe I should get that for her, but I actually haven't heard pretty much anything about it. And I like Tangled. Liz likes Brave. Does, uh, neither one of them is a musical though, right? Uh, Tangled kind of is. Because Cece loves musicals. My daughter loves, she loves music. Period. She loves when we sing to her. She loves to dance. So I want to get her something like that. Um, yeah, I've, been, I've been looking for my copy of Aladdin, and I wanted to break out Lion King for Jason. Um, we got Lion King if you want to borrow it somewhere. And Aladdin. Yeah, we. I was getting into Toy Story, so he's real big into Toy Story. Just so you know, I like like to take him through the anthology of uh, Disney works. He's just not fixated on Frozen. Which, by the way, I put in Toy Story for the first time, and he sees the uh, the Walt Disney Castle thing, and he goes right away. He goes Frozen. It's like no, damn it. <laughs> Like, no, it's Toy Story. Um, so, yeah, so I'm at Target, and, oh, two things about this whole little kid thing. I was at home, and, and I looked up Fantasia on my tablet, and I played, you know, the original Fantasia, just the segment where Mickey puts on the hat, and he starts making the brooms, do all the stuff, and my daughter couldn't be happier, because even though Mickey says absolutely nothing, and it's all musically driven, I mean, it's it's two of her favorite things. It's Mickey Mouse and music, so she went fucking crazy. She was on her high chair. Yeah have the movie or uh you just i mean they had like segments of it i'm sure i'm sure they had the actual movie somewhere but it was like an eight minute segment it's that whole scene where you know got the broomsticks dancing and you know with the buckets of water and he's drowning and all that thing and then it goes right into the hippos but yeah there's nothing wrong with showing the kids the classic everyone wants to just stick with the cgi stuff and to me it's like dude you know you're missing out on robin hood from back in the day fantasia from back in the day snow white sleeping beauty all those very very beautifully drawn and just each cell is just a piece of art so i'm at Target and I couldn't figure out what to get her and I looked over and <sighs> Donatello is my favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and there was a Blu-ray for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a new one, and it had Donatello on the cover. You know, it was the Donatello specific edition and I was like, fuck, sold. Because on the show, we've had several people say that they saw it and I was like, you know what, it's, it's high time that I check this out on my own. I haven't bought a movie in a while, let me check it out. Then we came home, Marie and I ended up watching it and I liked it. Is it the best movie ever? No. Is it better than part three? Hell yes. Which is all I could really ask. Like, just don't be worse than part three. The quote-unquote Turtles in Time movie, even though that's not the name of it. Besides that, I saw the movie Chef with John Favreau and Scarlett Johansson's in it and John Leguizamo. Amazing movie. Made me freaking just hungry as shit, which is a horrible feeling during the blizzard because it's not like you 
be like, oh, you know, just pack the kids up and go off for a real nice dinner. So I ended up being, you know, like, hey, what kind of cereal do you want right now? Which, you know, kind of sucked. And lastly, I've been watching on Netflix a lot of Beyond Scared Straight. It's about teens that end up going to visit a jail to see where their life would be heading if they keep progressing in the same way that they have been. And it just makes me very fearful for both of my kids, you know, because you see boys and girls acting out in the show, people that hit their moms. And you, you talk to some of the parents and you expect them to be degenerates, but they're they're very much like, no, you know, we show them love, we show them responsibility and morality and all this stuff. And they just, they get sucked into the streets and, you know, there, there was nothing I could do to stop it. That's a TV series, right? Yeah. Scary as shit, man. Now, see, those kind of shows just fucking piss me off because, you know, the kid walks in all like hard ass and then, you know, they eventually give in and you don't know if it's because the kid gives in or actually gets scared or it's just, you know, the producer telling him, okay, now you have to be um, scared. No, because some, some of them don't get phased by it. Like some of them either revert back to where they were or they do change. Some change and then revert back and they actually send deputies back to the house to be like, you know, this, this shit isn't over. We told you we were going to check in on you and the, the kids just starts crying like, you know, I'm sorry. I thought that was going to be, I don't know. I, I think it's a really good show. It's hard to fake a lot of the reactions that these kids get, especially at that age. It's also very Sally, Jesse, Raphael. Yeah. Phil Donahue. Is it Phil Donahue? Or yeah. Who's the one who's, you're, you're not the father? Who's that the, guy? Uh, Maury. Maury Povich. Yeah. I like it though. I mean, that and Intervention, I think are good shows. For a person that doesn't watch a lot of documentaries, that's about as good as it's going to get for me. So yeah, that's my whole spiel of them I just saw. Sorry, I was a little, was a little long-winded, but there's only two of us, so I figured I got plenty of time to let you guys know what I've been catching up on. Yeah, I'm surprised you hadn't mentioned uh, the Four Chords video that you, you made me oh, watch. Oh, fuck! That's right! <laughs> you could talk about that. So, a Four Chords video, it's amazing how many songs are based on just four chords. So, if you look up Four Chords and, what was the name of the band that does it? Axis of Awesome? Yeah. Hilarious band. They cover a lot of songs with just those four chords, and it's, I mean, it's literally amazing how many songs. You know, I saw a video earlier this year where it's every country song in 2014 sounds basically the same, and they did a mashup of every country song in 2014. It's a really good Condition. And people were criticizing it. People were talking shit about it. But I actually enjoyed the little video. And they had, uh, I think it, it was it was the Audacity program, the same program that I used to edit the podcast that they were able to make that mashup with, I think. Or maybe it was Acid. But it was, it was really cool how the songs blend together. And, you know, there's a reason why, you know, you like songs because, you know, they sound very familiar. They remind you of a time that time in your life that, you know, you can look back on. So anything that's kind of familiar or sounds like something else is, you know, never a bad thing as long as you're not plagiarizing or I don't know what the, the word is. for. Yeah, I mean, check it out. It's, it's actually, it's a fun video. I actually listened to that song on my Tenacious D Pandora station. Yeah, they and act they it just out. Up. They, yeah. they do imitations. They do really great covers. They really do. Um, they do a great job with that video. They so. even do it well live. Like I actually saw a live rendition. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm sure they can't pull it off live, but it, they actually really do a good job. So check it out. It's called Four Chords: Axis of Awesome. I think it's awesome or not awesomeness. Just look up Four Chords on YouTube. You'll find it. That was a little scary. No, I knew it was on. I just don't know why it turned off. I guess, well, I mean, I had the sleeping setting on, so. Power saving mode. Yeah. Which, by the way, maybe we should have Nick Lantini. Shout out to him back on the show sometime soon. Oh, yeah, I heard something in my bathroom the other day. Yeah, something I just saw. My son Jason was staring at the ceiling laughing the other day, and I got the chills on the back of your neck like they talk about in The Sixth Sense, and it just kind of freaked me out. So, uh, oh, maybe we should talk to him about that. And Brian wants to be on the next time he's on. Yeah, I got to talk to Nick. I'll probably see him sometime real soon. We, need, we, need, we really need to have uh, Eric back on. Talk yeah. About, yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, he's trying to figure it out because he and I have different off days so he wants to figure something out with his schedule but he's I see him about three four times a week and every day he sees me he's like podcast 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 how about the podcast like, yeah because Edgar wants to be on when he's on and then we have to have Alex on so we can talk about some uh, the WWE episode and um, oh, I think he wants to or probably should do a spinoff of a, a WWE podcast that would be awesome for yeah. you guys <laughs> 
Jason really wants to be on too. And David and I are actually going back and forth as to if we were to have a podcast, what would we talk about? But see, part of that's like if I were ever to be on another podcast, there, there goes my entire life completely. It'd be work, home podcasts, and that's it. Like, or we could just do shorter episodes. No, our fans like this episode this long. <laughs> people's commutes really suck, so. Yeah, they do. So does shoveling. Yeah, we're trying to, um, we've, we've been approached by a couple people who, you know, put it out there that they want to start a podcast, and it's kind of strange coincidence that, you know, you're going to get a disease. Also mentioned that they're looking to build a network of podcasts. They already started uh, their first spinoff, which uh, would be called Something Gate. So shout out to those guys. They heard a little bit about the show. Sounds really good so far, and uh, good luck to you guys. Getting out of the gate, we'll support your show as long gate. as, uh, along with uh, you're going to get a disease. And yeah, we're um, we're talking to Nick about uh, possibly, you know, posting our episodes under that banner, exploring new options, and, uh, you know, helping out with that network, as, along with the people who have mentioned they, they want to start a podcast too. So yeah, more power to you if we can be of any help, other people starting a podcast. We, we mentioned a couple times, we got a couple uh, comments that B.O.B. should have their own podcast, so shout out to them. And I, I think they might be considering it, or some of them might be considering it. It would be a really good show. Speaking of Jason, Mark and Jason would probably make a good show. Yeah, no camel toe in that. Still, still winning. Uh, I think that cleavage is a little uh, exaggerated. Still winning. But getting back to uh, Amma Jasada, again, she's got to come out to like a Comic-Con or like post like some funny YouTube videos like, uh, you know, Emily Bett Rickards's. Although if you follow her on, on Twitter, she's pretty funny. Well, yeah, she's vibrantly mundane, but um, that's her, I don't know, that's her description for her Twitter page. But um, yeah, do something for the fans, Chloe. She's existing. That's good enough for me. <laughs> Show up on our podcast sometime. That'd be amazing. Fuck. Yeah, talk about fanfare. You do, we're not far. You're Southside Chicago, so it's FTC. Anyways, getting back to stuff um, I just saw. I finally saw the American version of Old Boy. Oh, as we were talking wow. About on the last episode, yeah. Thoughts? Uh, stayed up late. A lot more impressive than it wasn't just an American remake. Yeah. Um, there was a different twist on it. Not going to give any spoiler alerts. But yeah, it was kind of... Uh, twist was gut-wrenching. I don't know who that guy, the um, who the antagonist was. Was he the guy in Taken? No, he was the guy from... Uh... District 13, but with the aliens and stuff. Oh, right, right, right. He was the uh, TV producer, was he not? He was the guy that turns into the alien. That's where I saw him from. Wait, I think so. I'll have to be a con- corrections for the next show. We uh, gotta make sure we have those. But Josh Brolin, I think that's one of his better roles. Well, not better roles, but better Underrated performances. Hot chick. <laughs> That's where I thought you were going to go. Like, Josh Brolin, underrated hot chick. You know, I'm still on the fence about Elizabeth Olsen, though. Come on! Better than her sisters. Can we can we agree to that? I, I think it's because she reminds me of her sisters. Maybe it's because I grew up watching Ugh. Full House, and I feel like, okay, well, watching Full House, grew up together, maybe I feel like some sort of, you know, relation to the Olsen family. But I don't I don't know. I'm just on the fence about her. Just, I mean, yeah, she gets naked in the, the scene, and that kind of helped her a lot. But, uh, I don't know. She showed it. Yeah. Which is all we ask. Yeah, ladies show it while people still want to see it. But then again, you know, I grew up watching Who's the Boss and, you know, I have no qualms about, you know, yeah. banging Miss L- Alyssa Milano. Yeah, because that's an option. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, not just thinking about it, but just straight to bang. <laughs> but I mean, Elizabeth Olsen, you know. It's, it's not like you grew up looking at her. That's true. I at suppose. least I hope not. Like, like you're you're that close with the regular Olsen twins. They're just like, just call her Lizzie. <laughs> but even then, like, she would have been a fetus oh. by the time I was watching Full House. All right. How old is she, like, weird. 24? 25, 24. Old enough. Old Gra- enough to care. Grass on the field. But yeah, definitely a, a good watch. It's on Netflix. If you guys have the chance, if you haven't seen, watch the original first. You have a daughter now. I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> like that changed anything for you. <laughs> Although, is there something wrong with me? Because Nelson mentioned that. It's like, yeah, now that I've had a daughter for a year and it kind of changed the way I view, you know, women, women, movies, you know, I don't know, going to strip clubs, that kind of thing. It's like, well, I'm not big on strip clubs anyway. But, but uh, yeah, Old Boy, definitely a good watch on uh, Netflix. It's if you have Netflix or know someone who has an account and you just need this, to log on. This guy. <laughs> 
Definitely a good watch if you have some time. But watch the original first, which is also on Netflix, I think. I don't know if it's still up there. I haven't seen it lately. Hopefully hopefully they didn't take it off. Couldn't be more than five bucks wherever movies are. You know, find it on Amazon. You might be able to rent it on uh, YouTube for it's a, like three bucks or some shit like that. It's, it's worth picking up. Definitely, yeah. definitely a yeah. weird movie. Uh, I saw a YouTube video of a GoPro free runner. I think Frankie posted it. Had you seen that one? It looks like... like Dying Light. Dying Light, but also what's that other free runner game? Mirror's original, Edge. Mirror's Edge. Looks just like Mirror's Edge. But Dying Light is... Is that game? Is the zombies? Yeah, zombies like chasing. I can't wait to, to play that shit. I cannot wait. Hasn't that been coming out for like a year now already? I think it's out. Was it out? I think it's out. I don't know. A little behind on my gaming. I, yeah, I still have yet to play the Batman Three Lego Batman Three. Yeah, how long have you had that one? Since Christmas. Yeah. I, I just they ran just through, beat. I just ran through huh, Assassin's Creed and I just beat that. So kudos to me for beating a, another game pretty fast. Uh, something we also just saw. We talked about. Yeah, we talked about Ninja Turtles, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, did I take one of yours? No. Well, I mean, I. I think, did I weigh in on it? I just... No, you didn't weigh in on it. Kind of... Oh, because you went into the story about how you picked up Ontarian. Mediocre feelings towards a new Ninja Turtles movie. Not something that I would recommend seeing if I had the time to watch it, I suppose. I really enjoyed... Um, not too many people have seen the TMNT all CGI movie where it's not live action and it's just all CGI. It's all animated I suppose you would consider it technically Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 which is much better than Turtles in Time although it did have a couple nods to Turtles in Time but this new reboot also had nods to the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles which was kind of fun I don't know I'm not necessarily a Ninja Turtles purist I didn't boycott the movie just because you know decided to make it alien which you know actually they really did tie into the original story somewhat you know so I can't really begrudge him for that I just didn't really appreciate the whole everything's related they used to be April's pets and now it's all kind of tied in together it's very um, I didn't really care for that part of you. It's really geared towards the kids and there's a whole generation of people who are not familiar with Ninja Turtles so you know maybe a little more nods to the, the old school. Them uh, beatboxing stuff in the elevator I like that. Yeah it was alright. I like uh, when Raphael tried to do Batman. It's like oh look he's doing his Batman voice. But uh, I didn't appreciate the robot shredder you know. I like that he looked more like an actual samurai for the most part but then it just got me thinking a little bit more of a silver samurai in the Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. I did like the fact that uh, Splinter looked a little more like you know Fu Man chew kind of thing even though technically that's kung fu not not uh... oh i don't like the fact that megan fox said they're ninjas that know karate no if they're ninjas and they know ninjutsu like, yeah like stop the... i hate when people just say like oh he knows karate not everything's fucking karate if someone knows kung fu they don't know karate like it's two two totally different countries like you'll get into a fucking fight in asia over that shit yeah but now, no it's, all, now it's all mixed martial arts and it's kind of hard to tell what people learn because people Oof. learn multiple things if i have weird. to meet one more dude Bag that says they are like like oh yeah I know mixed martial arts everybody knows mixed martial arts at this point you see one Jet Li movie you think you know mixed martial arts we watch UFC armbar everything's a fucking armbar should have put an armbar get the fuck out of here yeah and I didn't like the fact that Splinter taught himself ninjutsu out of reading a book yeah I, I didn't like either first of all there are not very many books on ninjutsu not that you would just find one laying in a sewer no you'd have to be a ninja to find it and, and second of all nice. <laughs> Second of all, there are no self-taught martial artists. Like, you need somebody to, or you need the experience, or you need to get your ass beaten every once in a while. There's always two, a master and an, app- and an apprentice. True. Oh, 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 Sith! Sith happens. 
<laughs> but yeah, uh, that's my take on the movie. I didn't really appreciate Shredder. And by the way, if you're going to go Alien, why don't you bring Krang back in the mix? Yeah, they're so Krang. scared to throw Krang in there. Or yeah. Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. What's hard about putting Bebop and Rocksteady in one of these fucking movies? Yeah. They, they had Toka and Razar. What was wrong with Bebop and Rocksteady? Basically the same thing. Let's get another turtle, like another mutant turtle, because we don't only have enough turtles with four turtles. Let's get a snapping turtle, and it'll be a little different. And that's the most vicious animal you can find, a what snapping turtle. What was the name turtle. of the panda? There was a panda bear. You're sure not confusing that with Kung Fu Panda? No, there was a panda. You in sure you're, not, Ninja you're not thinking of Usagi Ujimbo, the no, rabbit, there was a rabbit samurai too, rabbit who, from a I love that one too, but yeah. I also had the toy of the... He was like, he, I think he was like in like a Kenpo outfit. I think you're confusing with Kung Fu Panda. Watch. We're, we're going to get to that correction by next week. All right. I'm going to look it up today, but I'm saving that shit for next week. All right. And then uh, we haven't talked about Super Bowl X-Lix, which, by the way... <sighs> If we're over 10, do we still need the Roman numerals? Because I hate figuring that shit out. What, yeah. XL and times so next, 4 times 10? Next year will be what, XLX? Oh yeah, I guess it would be XLX. Let's just call it, what is it, 40? No, it's going to be 50. 50? This is episode 40, which I don't, I don't, need, don't even ask me now. Is it 4X? Just Let's just start Let's just start using the numbers. Just make it easier on everybody. Nobody reads Roman numerals anymore. Not even Romans fucking read Roman numerals anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what the fuck, Pete Carroll, were you thinking about? Just You oh, have my God. the best running back on the field. You're one. One yard away and 20 seconds away from winning a Super Bowl. Let's pass the ball. Yeah, Take no, chance passing the ball. That was horrible. Not that I'm a huge Pete Carroll fan or a, uh, what's his name? Sherman. B. Sherman, 42, Wallaby Sydney. What the hell is his name? Uh, I don't understand why he's considered the greatest cornerback in the league. You know, I hardly ever see any highlights from him. He's no Deion Sanders. He's no Peanut Tillman. I'll give you that. But uh, Richard Sherman, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not a big Bill Belichick fan either. You know, I, I don't necessarily believe the whole uh, deflate gate or whatever the hell you want to call it scandal because I think that's kind of stupid. Stupid, but you know I do believe he's a cheater with the whole videotaping the other team thing. But yeah, uh, what the hell uh, Seattle was thinking? Yeah, that was uh, that was rough. That was just rough. To, like we actually watched it here, and it was just we were all just like, no, like what are you doing? Panda Con. I don't even know if he was in the. I don't think he was in the show at all. Oh yeah, he was. He was in the comic book series. I don't think he was in the show at all. Yeah, it's gonna say. It says, uh, let's see, was at some point PK was to appear in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle show. So I guess he never made it into the show, but he was in the comic book. So. All right, moving on to the correction department. Well, firstly, let me just say that Maria, my wife, had a correction today. We're listening to episode 39 together. And Wait, hold, on, hold on. So speaking of wives, I have something to clarify. When Mark brought up the whole faking your orgasm thing and we were talking about our sex lives, we were not referring to our wives. This was no. pre-marriage uh, type thing. It's unofficially, that's probably something that we're not going to talk about on the show because it's awkward, Very. especially because our wives are related and we have to look at them at family dinners and stuff. <laughs> But, um, yeah, we were not talking about our wives, so don't take that as any reflection on, uh, you know, how I feel about Sandra. That was all before, you know, I even met Sandra and, you know, in my single life, which is a long, long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. All right, so anyway, so Maria and I were listening to the episode, and we, we were talking about Silver Linings Playbook, and I said I didn't remember what Bradley Cooper's disease was, and uh, she told me that he has bipolar disorder. So. And uh, speaking of corrections from uh, last mm-hmm. podcast, I can't believe we didn't even bring up George Lucas. Oh, wow. Well. For at least his original work, you know, Star Wars. How are we not going to credit Star Wars? I mean, Star Wars is a great, like, I'll give him writing credit for that, but in terms of, you know, directing. Yeah, has he really directed anything else but that, I suppose? Another correction, I couldn't remember what Russ had posted as a message on our Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Because it wouldn't show up. I had to download a separate app from Facebook just to manage my messages on the page. Yeah, I don't know why they split that up. That's kind of... So he he mentioned all this stuff about how Walking Dead is better because they had the, the gall to kill the wife earlier on and then he said and the sooner a zombie gobbles up that dead weight judith i'll be even happier and he says mm, baby tastes like chicken 
So does he have any kids? Yeah, he does. <laughs> So, big shout out to Russ, that was awesome. Um, sorry that I forgot, or I, actually I'm not sorry because it wasn't my fucking fault that Facebook decides to split things up like a bunch of jackasses, but we appreciate you uh, throwing that out there and having a little feedback for us. Oh, thanks for listening and thanks for getting everybody on the uh, into the I'm um, That Just Happened community. I'm actually going to try and get him to come through sometime really soon because he has uh, Sundays off and he's he said that he's been interested in uh, being at least on one show, you know, just... Here's the other thing, a lot of people are like, I don't like the sign of my voice. Listen to this voice for two seconds. Do you think I'm that comfortable walking around with this voice? Especially if you were to see what I look like. My voice and my face don't match. So don't feel bad. You know, it's not about liking the sound of your own voice. It's about bullshitting with some cool dudes. Yeah, of all the yes we had, I've never had a complaint about the sound of anybody's voice. Let alone mine. Mine's, I'm basically screaming into the pot. You can hear me freaking breathing on the podcast. (laughs) And I, and I put as much background music as I can into the episodes to match that. But um, yeah, we just, you know, like like I said, you know, if you're just here and we get a reaction out of you based on what we're saying and how the podcast is going, it's helpful to us because not only, not only that, but say say you don't want to actually be on the show, but you want to be there for a show. You're more than welcome to do that as well. You know, just come by. You have a couple couple beers. Laugh in the background, even if it's a, if it's an episode of just riding me. Like even right now, if somebody else wanted to be here, if they really were uncomfortable and didn't want to be on the show, that's fine. You could still just stay here laugh a little bit in the background to you know any jokes or even if you just had one or two words to say here and there that's fine too you don't have to chime in with everything that's it any more corrections oh yeah we have a long overdue correction that we keep forgetting to talk about on this podcast and nick had mentioned to it to me he texted me i think last week oh uh, we never talked about the situation if uh, you would kill baby hitler you had the opportunity kick the baby <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, see, I don't know. Because history being what it is... See, I would... My, my first thought is I don't want to disrupt the space-time continuum. Exactly. <laughs> which which is such a nerd way of thinking about it. Because, like, what if, what if there was somebody who was killed in the Holocaust that could have been ten times worse than Hitler and would have... I don't know. Not only that, but what if by doing that, it sets off a chain of motion that just shuts down the progression of the technological age? Because, I mean, the atom bomb alone, the splitting of the atom... You know, that was a result of World War II. If you didn't have that, yeah, you wouldn't have any nuclear weapons whatsoever. But it also shuts down, you know, the train of thought that a lot of people would have after that. Yeah, it's true. And just besides that, you also don't have, you might not have PlayStation. Because, you know, Japan wouldn't. They'd be focused on the military and not the entertainment. Yeah, that wouldn't be like their penance for World War II this whole time. Or them trying to appease us for bombing the shit out of their country. We might not have Japanese automotive technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? I mean, it's it, it goes back to the whole, you know, if you kill a butterfly or like the flaps of a butterfly fly can change the tide on the other side of the world like it's it's that kind of stuff like who knows if, if me doing that would cause me not to be born at some point you know like some random shit if i kill hitler and then i'm dead yeah i saved millions of lives but i like my life space time continuum aside let's say uh somebody else ends up taking over for hitler and everything comes out to be the exact same way that it would be well, somebody, if you I were know. presented with the opportunity would you kill baby hitler i'm gonna go with the louis ck route and say i wouldn't kill him i would rape the shit out of him just just, <laughs> just rape him what if that makes it worse <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, like they'll be like, you want to invade Poland? And he's like, no, I'm just going to take a shower. And I want to invade, I don't invade like, Poland in all the wrong ways. <laughs> <laughs> I want to invade Poland's back door. Polish back door. Uh, no, I'd have put a, I, I would have put a bullet right between that baby, right between the baby's eyes. See, I don't, I don't know if I could kill baby Hitler. Like, you know, I'd have to draw the mustache on his face first. Like, 15 year old asshole adolescent Hitler. <laughs> no problem. Right, like, I'm a painter. Yeah, I'd snap that fucker's neck. <laughs> baby Hitler, you know. I pull a general's eye on that motherfucker. <laughs> 
That was just Kyle Elmore, right? Because he's been spun his neck around. No, but it'd be him that it was a general Zod moment. Like, that oh, yeah. That yes. moment. I don't know. Baby Hitler, I might. I don't know if I could kill a baby, especially, you know, being a new father. I might rip its tongue out. Yikes. I mean, really, is that worse? It sounds like it could be worse, right? I, I don't want to kill the baby. I'll just, you know, rip his tongue out or break his legs or something. Handicap Hitler. Pour some acid on his face to make him like Two Face. Wow, that's worse. That's got to be worse. This conversation's gotten really awkward. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Shout out to you're going to get a disease <laughs> and the disease network. But uh, yeah, there's our answer. Space time continues. Continuum aside, would not kill baby Hitler, but possibly mutate baby Hitler. Oh, speaking of Nick, shout out to Nick for sending us the pictures of Tara Strong dressed up as Harley Quinn. Uh, you ever get a chance, go online, look up Tara Strong cosplay, which is short for costume play, of Harley Quinn. Very, very hot. And I'm not yeah. a blonde guy. It's still hot. Yeah. Probably because I know she could do the voice. And by the way, Nick, can you uh, show that picture to Luke? Because we really want to hear him say, Jesus Christ, look at those cans again. Oh, uh, Also, you guys got to come over to the FTC for a show. Yeah. Uh, either one of you or both of you or just let's, let's rotate you into some show some show action and well we'd, we'd be willing to uh, reciprocate well we're not selfish no no not entirely <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be on the show we'll be on your show we'll be happy to be guests or fill in for you uh, shout out to uh, Luke who's having fun in his uh, his honeymoon oh yeah that's right and congratulations Punta Cana where, where is Punta Cana no. sounds like fun wherever it is it's on a beach somewhere all inclusive vacation so shout out to him but that's all I got for corrections those are all the mistakes that we've made in the past couple episodes but please don't fault us for them because we all make mistakes and we all have regrets in life but whatever your regrets are, paying too much for insurance should not be one of them. So for seriously good coverage at a seriously low price, call Lim Insurance and get a free quote today. Call 312-945-6254 or visit their website at aliminsurance.com. That's A-L-I-M for a limb because they're not going to charge you an arm and a leg. A limb insurance in case it happens. All right, moving on to the fuck you segment, Rodney, uh, what do you got today? All right, I'm going to give a repeat fuck you to a fuck you that I haven't put out there in a while because they deserve it every once in a while. I'm going to give a fuck you out to Comcast again for being fucking annoying and pushing the X1 platform down my throat. I'm sure it's a great product, but at this point, I just have no faith in your company. I just, I can't stand that you guys won't call me for anything unless it's trying to sell me something. And you're basically pushing another package on me that isn't any different from the package that I have. It's not saving me any money. And it's putting me in a long-term contract, which I'm not willing to commit with you guys because you guys suck. And even though DirecTV loses signal in the snow, know and a lot of people bitched on uh, Facebook that they didn't get to watch the Super Bowl. Still worth it because your customer service is way better. So fuck you over to Comcast. Many repeat fuck you to IDOT for all the money that you charge in toll, all the money that you get off of ticket revenue and this and that. And I, guess, I know, I guess parking goes to lazy parking or, you know, whoever the hell manages the parking anyway. But you guys get enough money to where you knew the snowstorm was going to happen for at least three days. You know, you complain about, oh, you know, we've got a thousand workers, you know, on the roads plowing. I saw no one at all this weekend on any road that I was in. And I had some pretty tough commutes going to birthday parties that were around the areas and just various things I was doing over the weekend and I saw no plow trucks. Not just that, but so many of them were like, oh, our workers are having a hard time this year because the snow, you know, hasn't been accumulating at all this year. So we're really hoping that, you know, things work out for the workers. Okay, fine. This blizzard is going to happen. You think these people would be like, yo, put me, I'm going to start salting. I'm going to start salting two days ahead of time just to get ready for this bitch. You get the fuck out of it. Everybody was, wanted to stay home and watch the fucking Super Bowl. Oh, well. Fuck you to the snowstorm. Fuck you to snow in general. I fucking hate snow. Everyone's all like, it's so pretty when it falls. It's pretty when it falls at a light dusting. Something that I can sweep off of the fucking sidewalk or sweep off of my stairs. Nothing that I have to shovel. Once I have to bust out either the shovel or the snowblower, no, I can't stand it. Yeah, if I had your driveway, I would definitely have like a tractor or industrial snowblower or something. I have a pretty long driveway. It's, I mean, it's it's not as bad as if I were to have a corn 
a lot. I can't even fucking imagine that shit right now. My parents always lived on Cornish. Yeah, you told me. That's I couldn't do it. But yeah, I just fuck the snow. Like I said, shoveled three times. Me and six people had to push Rodney's van literally all the way down the block because it just it wouldn't take. Like you know, the snow just sucked yesterday. And um, at one point, like by the time I got back into the house, I literally couldn't feel my fingers anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm seriously bad. considering investing in a Jeep. I'm seriously considering investing in a heated driveway. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Even if even if I we have everybody that we've ever known chip in like 10 bucks you know just to help cover that cost like you want to come we have a pool you know it's ready to go year round just well not year round but you know a good few months out of the year you do a separate t-shirt drive for that <laughs> he did just, driveway for the ftc yeah just do it red like fire red that'd actually be pretty cool i don't know if people would be willing to you know pour money into me getting a heated driveway but trust me it'd be worth it for all our guests yeah i think that's it for my fuck yous i mean that and you know fuck you to new england for winning the super bowl <laughs> and fuck you to the people that won the Super Bowl squares this year because I didn't bastards yeah we didn't even do a Super Bowl I don't even know why we didn't do Super Bowl squares alright we don't talk about work alright yeah no more fuck yous no I think that's about it alright moving on to the pissing on graves segment Ronnie what do we got now okay so this week's pissing on graves is going to be on Christine Cavanaugh she was uh, born as Christine Josephine Sandberg I wonder if that's uh she's Jewish <laughs> Yeah, I wonder where people arbitrarily pick different names for themselves. Like, why would you pick Kavanaugh? I have a good friend, Matt Kavanaugh. Shout out to him. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe his last name's really Sandberg. Or maybe she married somebody that I didn't catch that, uh... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But anyways, Christine Kavanaugh, famous voice actor who was, um, known for a couple things. She was, uh, I think she was Chucky in the Rugrats cartoon. She also played, uh, in Dexter's Laboratory. I think she was actually Dexter and also Annabelle. And she was on Darkwing Duck, popular cartoon from the 90s. Love it. She was in the Powerpuff Girls. She played uh, Bud, Bud Smith, Bunny, Prisoner Number 1. A lot of credits in a lot of Nickelodeon cartoons, like the Wild Thornberry. She was uh, El Cedis in the Hercules movie. She was on Odd Real Monsters as fun show. Oblina. Actually, she was in even Jerry Maguire. I think she was in uh, one of the opening sequences with the family and the uh, and the kid who basically gave uh, Tom Cruise the finger. Probably one of the only live-action roles she's been in because she's a very, very uh, renowned voiceover actor. Most famous for Voicing the character of Babe. Oh, that's right. She was a uh, voice for, or for obviously the, the lead Babe the Pig in the movie. Which, in normal pissing on graves fashion, it'd be a great time for me to go. And that's probably why she paid a pig because she was very unattractive. But she actually looked really hot. A lot of her pictures and headshots. So you can't really even say that. You know, I can't even say it. it's something like, well, that'll do, pig. But um, probably the the biggest beef I have with her is that she wasn't in more live action roles. Cause she's a great looking girl, and that's all I can say about her. Pretty lighthearted today. Yeah. I was hoping, like, I'd look at her pictures, like, oh, yeah, she's... What a pig. Yeah, can't even say that. But, you know, a lot of the voice actors, like, Tara Strong, for example. Gorgeous. Underrated hot chick. Not even underrated. I'd just say straight up hot chick. Yeah, hot chick. And, uh, kind of visual, uh, visually pleasing, gone to waste. Which, ladies, show it while people still want to see it. Agreed. That's our mantra. Although she could be showing it the whole time as playing Harley Quinn, we would just never know. She's just naked in the studio. Ugh, awesome. Imagine a girl be naked coming up to you with that voice. Alright, moving on to comic cliff notes for today. Today's comic cliff notes is that of Dr. Victor Von Doom, otherwise known as Vak... <laughs> otherwise known as Dr. Doom. Now, this goes back to one of my pet peeves in comics real quick. Alliteration? No, it's not even that. I don't like when people... Like, okay, the guy's name is Victor Von Doom. Did he have a choice as to being a good or bad guy at that point? Like, I don't know. Shit like that 
bothers the fuck out of me. Like, there's a lot of those. Like, uh, damn, I can't think of any. Like, uh, the Riddler, Edward Nigma. Like, come on, it's just, it's, it's too easy. Like, it's, it's too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very 1960s kind of thing. You know, it's funny how you identify me in your phone as the Riddler. For interesting fact about Adam, he doesn't name anybody by name in his cell phone. <laughs> Everybody has their uh, alias or code name in his phone. My name's the Riddler. In my native language, my last name actually means who. Wow. So just put the two and two together while you're talking about the Riddler. I never fucking knew that. Yes. That's, that's pretty cool, actually. Anyway. So Dr. Doom, born in Latveria to a couple of gypsies. Don't trick me, gypsy. Asidious. And his mother studied a lot of the occult, like most people presume gypsies do, which is kind of racist. And um, she did a lot of like sorcery and things like that. And she was killed while he was an infant. And then Dr. Doom's dad and he were trying to leave Latveria because uh, the man who ruled the country was, I guess, bad as well. The dad ended up dying as they're trying to run from exposure. So Victor Von Doom became evil because he doesn't like what the world did to his parents and vowed to get his revenge. I don't know. By exposing the world, I don't know how he would get revenge. Anyway. It's another uh, a la Magneto. Yeah, exactly. Although, I think he appeared before Magneto. Let me check real quick. Let's talk about comic book cliche. Parents have to be killed to have any kind of relevance in the comic book universe. Yeah, I don't like that either. Yeah, yeah he appeared uh, a full year before Magneto. Yeah, chicken before the egg, I guess. Although, technically the egg would have to come first because dinosaurs laid eggs before chickens ever came that something would have to came on the egg. <laughs> Anyway, we digress. He ended up being genius in his own right, went to school, and was roommates with none other than Reed Richards, who would eventually become his arch nemesis. Very much a la Smallville and Arrow, where, you know, best friends' lives get interchanged with the villains and stuff like that, like Tommy and Merlin. And he was trying to find a way to delve into the mystic arts himself and mix it with technology to try and speak to his mother in the afterlife. And he made this whole machine, and Reed was like, you know, don't do it. It's going to backfire. I've seen your calculations. It's not going to work. And Dr. Doom was like, you know, basically get the hell out of here. I, I know better than you do. And it blew up, scarred him, scarred his face horribly. And now he has this giant metal suit that he made for himself that, you know, he can fly with it, shoot laser beams, all kinds of things like that. And uh, nobody knows what's underneath the mask. He thinks because he, he was like, you know, a good looking guy. Some people say that he doesn't even have horrible scars. It might just be like a real thin scar on his face, but it's just his vanity just won't let him escape that uh that ordeal that happened to him so the rest of the time after that he decides he's gonna go against the fantastic four and every time he tries to take over the world he's thwarted by either them or one other superhero one or many other superheroes genius fought alongside kang who's supposedly supposedly is one of his descendants weird little thing and he became leader of the country that he fled latveria to which he also has diplomatic immunity so he can't even be arrested for all the crimes that he committed so he is not a hacker he's not a hacktivist he's not simply just doom he's dr doom there's been combo cliff notes the dr doom edition you've just been schooled booyah so we didn't talk about um, a little bit about what inspired us to choose Doctor Doom for this week, and I can't believe we totally snoozed on it. I hope we didn't talk about the trailer. Yeah, um, I just saw that the trailer, which is also a correction from last week, because my cousin Aubrey, who suggested the uh, Joker top topics last week, mentioned that, uh, hey, wait a minute, I thought they released a trailer, but we actually recorded it. That right, Like, right before they released it. Right before they released the trailer. So, what are your thoughts on the trailer? Here, here's the thing. Does it look like it like a bad movie? Not necessarily, but that's part of what a trailer's for. It's trying to sink you in. Now it could be a good movie. It could. That doesn't change 
what we're doing. Our argument is not about whether or not it'd be a good movie. To me, it'd be a bad movie regardless because they shunned us. Sorry. It'd be like somebody slapping your parents in the face. And then years later, everyone's just like, oh no, he's a good guy. He's a real good dude. He's nice and everything. It's just like, no, he slapped my parents. He will always be a dick to me. He could give me a million dollars. He could do whatever he wants. But there's no way that I'll ever see him as anything besides being an asshole. So that's my whole thing. Um, yeah, there, there are already people out there who, you know, they saw the trailer. They know that it looks bad, but they're admitting that they're going to go see the movie just because it's a superhero, just because it's a science fiction movie, or just because they're open to the idea of having just another big budget summer movie that comes out. That's the audience that we're going after. Folks, it's obviously not going to be a good movie, judging from the trailer. They showed it late. There's no evidence of Kate Mara getting naked. So let's vote with our dollars, especially being that they're going to ignore the source material, which we're fond of. If you want to tell a different story, go ahead and tell a different story. But um, don't put a brand on it that you know an audience is built into and then basically say, fuck the audience. Wanted. We, we know what you're expecting and we don't give a shit. We're just going to do something our own way because, you know, we're in charge. Like, imagine the, just the ego, the audacity of somebody to be able to do that. To all the ladies, especially since, you know, Comic Clip Notes is uh, directed towards that. Imagine Harry Potter, right? And they're like, we're going to make a Harry Potter movie. Hogwarts isn't going to be in it. Voldemort is just Mort and he doesn't have any of the snake things or anything like that. And, you know, he was never Tom Riddle and all that shit. Imagine Star Trek that they didn't have Khan, the evil guy that he is. Imagine Star Wars and Darth Vader was Christian... What was his name? Christian... Haydenson or whatever the fuck Hayden. Hayden Christensen that's what it was imagine Hayden Christensen was walking around as Hayden Christensen the whole time and never got into Darth Vader costume these are all things to help you grasp that it shouldn't work that way it's negating the source material it, it shouldn't work imagine Fifty Shades of Grey without the fucking or imagine they you know they cast uh, the lead of Fifty Shades of Grey as like John Goodman no disrespect to John Goodman no. he would play an amazing role but it's, um, you know, you're changing the material. That what, What's the point in going seeing the movie if you're just going to make something totally different? And, you know, to Nick, Nick from You're Going to Get a Disease Point, what's the point of having a superhero trailer if you're not going to show any superpowers? It's like you see the thing for a half second, you see the torch. Which, by the way, now I have a couple qualms about the torch. Human torch, they're changing him. And it's like, okay, it's not the fact that they changed him to be, he's still Sue Storm's brother, supposedly Sue Storm's brother. But they're changing the fact that he's black. The human torch, you know, speaking from the, from the perspective of a minority, human torch is not a person of great moral compass, right? He's he's arrogant. He's a womanizer. He's a hothead. It's the reason why he becomes the human torch. Yeah, so now I question from, again, the perspective of minority, you know, trying to put more positive male black roles in the in the cinema. Is it appropriate for you to cast a black man as Human Torch knowing that character flaws, if you knew the source material, was a hothead, arrogant womanizer? Is that appropriate for you to put a minority in that role? You know, playing you should, them in... You should have just made him Reed Richards then. Yeah, why couldn't, why couldn't the black man be a, the lead role in a movie? Like, what's wrong with that? If you're, if you're really going to go for affirmative action, you want to change the story, maybe fine. I'm sure there's plenty of talented young black actors who could have played Reed Richards. But, you know, you guys didn't decide to go that race. So it's it's almost like the white guilt of um, putting him into this role that, you know, we just have to have a minority in, you know? It's, it's I don't know. I think it's stupid. But again, from the perspective of a minority, that's that's my take on it. And it's my opinion. Uh, probably the best thing about that trailer is the Toyota MR2 that was in the uh, that was in the trailer. You gotta watch it really close. That was my first car, so I'm a little partial to it. But, um, yeah, he's working on a Toyota MR2 um, in the garage somewhere where, you know, just catch a split second of the uh, the C-frame. Is that Isla Fisher. Wow. Shout out to David. 
continuously is sending us half-naked pictures of people that we talk about on the show. I'm going to give a fuck you to Kim Kardashian real quick. Did because we... she, she's posting a picture of her selfies. And somebody asked her, if you could take a selfie with anybody, who would you take a selfie with? In in her order, she says, my dad or Jesus or Marilyn Monroe. What? Yeah. Well, what an idiot. We'll have to get to that in our, our promotions and the quest for better entertainment. Because All right. Really? Let's move on. All right. Top topics today. Yeah, top topics. So to start off, I'm going to jump off with Animaniacs. Something that as soon as you hear it, there's no confusion. I mean, obviously you can't because the first word is, or the first few words is time for Animaniacs. It gets you every time. Puts you in a good mood real fast. It's upbeat. It's fun to listen to. Then you always get that little surprise near the end as to, you know, what, what they're going to say to rhyme with the end of the, the song. And the show in general just has great songs. The countries of the world, I used to have a cassette with all the Animaniacs songs. A cassette, kids. With all the Animaniacs songs on there and the countries of the world was on there and they used to have it memorized it's hard to do it's a whole you know united states canada mexico panama haiti jamaica peru republic dominican cuba caribbean green El salvador too and that's as much as i can remember but fucking the balls of that fucking guy to to sit there and just name off all those including the united states and their capitals that's some awesome voice work did you ever see that mcdonald's commercial where the guy comes in and he sings the menu like the whole menu no really old age oh, show my age there's a mcdonald's commercial you probably youtube it. i'm gonna look it up after the show yeah but they probably had just like 15 items back then. I have to go back and look it up. Not as many as they do now, I'm sure. But it was it was a legit commercial and they actually put out a 45 in the Sunday paper that was, you know, it was obviously paper thin. You could put it on your record player and it would play that song that he sung. I'm gonna look it up on YouTube. Maybe I'll, uh... Oh, uh, fuck you to McDonald's for taking off my favorite burger. The jalapeno... The jalapeno burger? Oh, the habanero, uh, The habanero quarter yeah. pounder? Quarter pounder. Fuck. It's gone. I'm like, what the fuck? That was an amazing burger. Yeah, fuck you to them for that. So anyway, Tiny Toons, another great, great cartoon. Yeah, Tiny Toons responsible for introducing me to They Might Be Giants for Particle Man and uh, also uh, Istanbul was Constantinople. Istanbul or Constantinople? Yeah, hell yeah. The 1990s Iron Man cartoon. Oh, I am Iron Man. Shout out to David Merkel. That's his actual ringtone right now. Is that the one where he, um, that's the cartoon where he had the original briefcase Iron Man suit? Mm -hmm. Which was actually from the comics that he had that. Yeah. Obviously the X-Men cartoon. Wouldn't that thing be heavy to carry around though? I don't know. Part of me wants to believe that he has uh, pimp particles that help shrink down the, the mass of it just to make it a little bit weightless. Mm. Boom! Thinking outside the briefcase box. Ronnie, what do you got? DuckTales. Woo! Always a favorite uh, theme song. <laughs> Gets stuck in your head. X-Men, 90s series. The orchestra that plays in Batman, Taz, the animated series, if you will. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Yeah. Ch -ch -ch Chippendale. Should I even do that or are you going to put the BGM in there? Oh, it depends. It depends how much time we have on the, uh, the episode. I might actually put them in. Yeah, the, all really good ones so far. Yeah, Chippendale, theme song, the, uh... Gargoyles. Theme song for everybody, all the people who had stutters. Gargoyles had a great theme song in the beginning. Like, it wasn't really a theme song, but it was like... It was very know, operatic. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Batman the Animated Series. I love that cartoon. Yeah. I'm gonna see if I can find Gargoyles on DVD and pick those up. It's like a turn for a weird when they went into bestiality. Worth it. But I, re I really appreciated. it, so it was at the time of my life where I was studying Shakespeare, so it was kind of... It was a nice parallel. It's interesting. Midsummer Night's Dream and also Macbeth. Mm -hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I always thought that was a weird theme song, but, um, you know, kind of catchy, and it introduced you to all the turtles, which was kind of nice. So both fun and informative. What was the ghost? Was the Ghostbusters theme song? The it was right. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, shout out to Ghostbusters, of course. Also gets stuck in your head. Flintstones. Flintstones. Jetsons. Yeah, another informative yet fun theme song <laughs> song. Johnny Quest had a theme song that I used to like. It's showing a little bit of my age. I know we're gonna be missing some that people are gonna be really pissed off about. If that's for the Spider-Man one, Woody Woodpecker. Wow. Casper, the friendly ghost. Chili Willy.
Now I'm stuck on the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. It's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Oh yeah. Which is, uh, I don't know, borderline a euphemism. It just ran through the whole song in my head. I'm like, oh, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Come inside, it's fun inside. Thundercats. Thunder, 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 thundercats. I don't know if the theme song was great so much as the animation was. Uh, that helps. Same, same goes with Silverhawks. Yeah. I feel like I'm missing some fucking major ones. Bionic 6 had a great theme song. What was the one with the cats? In, I can't think of the name right now. There was a TV show that was just like Teen Mutant I can't think of what it was. Key Man had a great theme song. Did you say Tailspin? Tailspin was a great theme song. Tailspin was good. I, I don't know, most of those Disney ones. Doug? Doug was th that's probably the best one so far <laughs> just cause I used to love that fucking show Bobby's World that was alright the nostalgia value for all these shows though is what makes it what was, oh, what was what was the name of like the was it a tiger or an ocelot? It was some kind of spotted cat that ran around. Like he bounced around all over the place. It's not Tigger. It sounds like Tigger. It wasn't him. Damn it, I can't think of it now. Heathcliff was pretty good. Heathcliff wasn't bad. Same goes for Garfield. I don't remember Garfield's theme song. Like Actually, I don't know if he had a theme song. The cartoon wasn't bad. Yeah. There are a couple cartoons that, um, I guess Beetlejuice was okay, but Beetlejuice really just took from the movie. I mean, even when you go with the whole 1960s cartoons of superheroes like Spider Man, his amazing friends. Oh, those are some horrible theme songs. The Incredible Hulk from the 1990s. 90s TV show. I used to love that. I mean, I'm a Hulk fan, so I mean, that had to go. There was a cartoon? Oh, yeah. Teen Titans is a fun theme song, especially when you hear it in Japanese. Yo, when you and I were watching Teen Titans Go the other day, that's a funny fucking show. Yeah, that's hilarious. Like, uh, I, I love the original Paul Dini incarnation, but the Teen Titans Go, which is more geared towards the younger audience. It is, but a lot of those jokes are stuff that people, young kids, definitely would not get. Yeah. So anyway, but if, if we didn't mention cartoon theme song or song from a cartoon that you guys really enjoyed post it on the page we're very interested to hear anything that we might have missed out on i know we're gonna end up thinking of some like on the ride home wall on your ride home my walk upstairs what was that beast boy joke that uh been turned him into oh she turned him into a balloon he could change into any animal balloon animal oh yeah that's right that was actually pretty good all right moving on to open forum so today we're going to talk a little bit about our Proposals to our wives. Go ahead, Randy. You start yours. Okay, so Sandra and I started dating in college. We met through uh, co-ed multicultural fraternity, which um, you know I was a part of, and she later joined uh, Omega Phi Alpha Psi, which I don't know if we were Phi Alpha Psi at the time. We were probably in a transitional point, but we met through there, and um, you know we just started hanging out a lot with uh, Liz, who was Nelson's wife at the time, and well, not at the time, now Nelson's wife. Were, you know, they were just friends at the time. And, you know, I decided one day that, you know, I wanted to date Sandra exclusively. I was done being single and, you know, had my share of dating. I got out of a long-term relationship just uh, prior to that. And, you know, it just wasn't really my thing. Never really has been my thing, I guess. So I actually asked Sandra out on Valentine's Day and she turned me down. <laughs> and, you know, she had just gotten out of a long-term relationship as well. So it was kind of, uh, it was kind of awkward and uh, it was kind of weird being turned down on Valentine's Day when you wanted to be exclusive. But whatever. I figured it'd be a good reason to remember our anniversary later on down the line. But uh, about a month later, my asked her out again. We were just hanging out. We are probably on the way to uh, drive her home, so we got in the car and we just started talking. We met in the lot, lot four, which my car was parked on the top of the lot, and it has a great view of the uh, South Chicago skyline. Just an awesome, awesome view if you're, um, if you're ever in coming into Chicago from the south. As you can see, all the buildings, the uh, Sears Tower, I refuse to refer to it as Willis Tower, and the John Hancock and the Prudential Building and whatnot. So as I asked her out, I've always remembered that spot, and UIC near and dear to my heart. And then much, much later, when I was older and could afford 
<laughs> to actually consider marrying somebody, made a career for myself and had a, a stable salary. I asked her to marry me and um, one of our anniversary spots, um, you know, we went to that same lot where I'd asked her out in this relatively same spot, just kind of playing off as, you know, nostalgia is, you know, remember, hey, this is where I asked you out, you know, we just had dinner. And, um, you know, we decided since we were saving, we were saving to buy an, uh, a condo at the time because we wanted to, you know, move out first and establish ourselves before you know, we actually got married. And we decided that we weren't going to get each other uh, gifts for our anniversary that year. And you know, I took her up to uh, the same lot, same skyline, you know, parked in the same place where she said she would be my girlfriend. And I told her I got her a present. I got out of my car, had the uh, the ring in the uh, the back of my car, I had it for months at that point. Um, and I asked her to marry me at the top of lot four with the in view of the Chicago skyline, which uh, I thought was romantic and, you know, it's a great story to tell our kids. And, and what day's your anniversary? March 13th, the day before Adam's birthday. <laughs> Which incidentally is, uh, well, coincidentally, it's the same day as a Steak and a BJ Day. My birthday, not his anniversary. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It's also Pi Day. Yeah, that's right. 314. I have a pretty awesome birthday. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's my story. That's, um, you know, from the guy's perspective, once you get engaged, that's, that's really all you have is the, uh, the story that you can tell other people and, yeah, that's a, yeah. and that's the last, it should be the last big surprise for, you know, the significant other for, I mean, what other surprise can you hit her with after that? Yeah, nothing really. I mean, that, that's your, that's the bulk of your work, just making sure. In lieu of Valentine's Day, coming up we decided to do our engagement stories just you know to give you guys some ideas some inspiration in case you know it's on your mind you're thinking about it you know you're gonna you're about to pull the trigger maybe just to give you some ideas and inspire it's Maria's you idea too yeah it's Maria's idea shout out to Maria shout out to Maria you, you good but yeah mine isn't as I don't know I'm I'm very spontaneous with myself so I mean should I go with the backstory we've discussed this for the most part yeah sure go with the backstory Maria is Rodney's wife's sister so Sandra's sister is Maria which you guys probably already know by now met her a long time ago always the odd group out so it was always like you know Ronnie Sandra Nelson Liz me and Maria was on sideline and we'd always just you know be around one another because you know we figured if we're all going to be in a group might as well at least get comfortable then one year right around Christmas time Maria and I hung out and I was you know like, you know, I want to start seeing you. She's like, ah, you go on a couple dates. I don't want to be your girl. Okay. Same trouble. Same trouble. So then months and months pass. And then on April 11th. So this is four months now of back and forth. And me asking around her saying no. But we can still go on dates. So she said yes to dates. No to being my girlfriend. So then April 11th came by. And she's like, all right, I'm ready to start dating you. Basically just like that. Like, I'm, I'm ready to be your girlfriend. And I was like, well, it's the 11th. Your birthday is January 14th. Mine is March 14th. Why don't we just wait three days and make it official on the 14th just to make everything nice and concise? Which she loved that. She always liked that coincidence between two of us. So, yeah, so April 14th. Then, let's see, I've been married since, what, 2012? It's going to be three years now. So, 2011 is when I proposed. And I did it the weekend of my birthday, your anniversary weekend. <laughs> and we're yeah. going we're gonna go out to Mahoney's. And, and the day before, I picked up the ring. Yeah, so... <laughs> Some interesting facts about Adam. One, Adam can't keep a secret. So it's very unlike him to plan something and then not tell anybody months and months in advance, which is, you know, what I had done. Two, Adam's very impetuous. When he wants to do something or he needs to do something, he wants to do it now and just, let's do it now. Why wait? Which is one of the reasons why we have a podcast, because... I would have been procrastinating if it weren't for Adam just like, yeah, let's just get it done. Let's just record and let's get it done. So I think it was the day before you bought the ring. Yeah, I thought I staked out for the ring a month ahead of time. And shout out to my best friend or one of my best friends, Mari. She went with me and we looked at three different places for a ring. And she's my little sidekick when it comes to buying gifts for Maria and stuff like that. So finally, I think I, I thought I had found the ring and I talked to the guy and a good friend of mine. She's uh, She used to be a jeweler, jewel, yeah, a jeweler. So she told me what kind of things to look for 
or ask what kind of grade it is, blah, blah, blah. Get out of the light that they put above it because they, they put out special kind of lights so it shines differently. So, which are little things that you guys got to look out for. And so, uh, yeah. So, if you guys are looking to pull the trigger, just some, you know, some advice that nobody had told me. Actually, um, you know, I had to talk to the jeweler about it because out of our group, I was one of the first ones to promote. There are two things that you're looking for when you're buying a ring, especially if it's a solitaire engagement ring or you're looking at diamonds. One is size, which obviously, you know, a lot of girls will tell you, you know, depends on the girl. Size matters when it comes to jewelry. Uh, but um, also, there's clarity involved. So it's kind of a balance between the two, depending on what your budget is. You can get something You can get something that's two carat, which is a considerable size for something like a solitary ring. But if the clarity is poor, then, you know, the price kind of balances out. But if you're going for high clarity and lower size, you'll probably do something equivalent. Yeah, like a crystal clear ring, but, you know, it's going to be a tiny diamond. Yeah. So you kind of want to find a balance where not all diamonds are perfect and they're not cut perfectly. And some of them even have like laser inscribed numbers on them. And, you know, that's why they break out the microscope because you can see cracks in some of them. You can see um, like cloudiness in some of them. They're not all the same. So what you want to do is you decide what your budget is um, and then find a balance between something that's you know, appropriately sized. Yeah, as clear and as close to the size as you can get it. Yeah. And you don't want to overdo it either because if you're, you're dating somebody who has small hands, you have to consider the size of the ring and, you know, how it looks and uh, just your appearance of it. So, you know, you kind of have a balance. One of the things that helped me when I bought the ring for Sandra is that she stole one of my pinky rings. I, talk, I think I talked about it in another podcast, which was the exact size of her ring finger. So I already knew the size of the ring and I was really just looking for a solitary diamond and I had the ring built. But um, yeah, if you're shopping for rings and you're, you're not one of those guys who wants to take your you know fiance with him, probably try, if you're at that point in the relationship, you should probably try to work in what kind of style she wants anyway. Yeah, I asked Maria. I'm like, you know, the, the time's going to come eventually. What size, what style? And she wanted solitaire for a while. And I was like, well, you know, your sister has a solitaire. Liz has one. Why don't you try to do something a little different? You know, like, how would you feel about three stone? And she's like, it's more diamonds. So, of course, she was just like, yeah, fine. But that was kind of a thick move on my own part. Because then I had a struggle with finding out that kind of balance, too. Because you don't want three stones of the same size or else. Well, I didn't. Because I'm like, you know, I want the middle one to. Because it's an engagement ring. Yeah. Traditionally, engagement rings should be, you know, there should be, no matter how many stones you have in it, there should be, like, one focal jewel. And there's different kinds of stones out there, guys. So, for those of you who are not in the know, it's real easy to bring up in conversations if you're you're serious or you're kind of in that zone. You kind of, you should have an idea. Hopefully, you do. Because hopefully, you're going to just you know, spring it out there from left field. But, um, yeah, it's real easy to do because there's constantly celebrities getting engaged. And women are all about, or at least most of the women I know, they're all about knowing that. On Twitter, there's all, all about holding the hand up and showing the ring and you know it could easily go what do you think of that ring is that something that you would want is something you would like there's a brilliant cut which is round there's a princess cut which is square i think that's what liz has there's the diamond cut which is your oval there's a pear-shaped one there's a which apparently isn't very popular Um, but uh yeah do your homework and um find out what she's into it should be uh should be relatively simple because there's got to be somebody getting engaged happens all the time and you're gonna post a picture of her hand so you know maybe you can get an idea of what that looks like in comparison to what she actually wants correct which is why I take a sidekick with me. So anyway, so we did the scouting a month ahead of time. I'm like, I'll be back for that ring in a month. Guy's like, fine, put it to the side for you. Which he did, great guy. And then a month later, came back with basically the full amount of the ring. Gave it to him, gave him the ring. And then we went to Comic-Con. I think we went to Comic-Con that weekend. Or the weekend before that. 
can't remember now. Because we partied on that Saturday. I think that Friday we went to Comic-Con and my father was there with me and when we came back to the house, to Maria's house, I uh, I asked her father, our father, no, father-in-law, for her hand in marriage. Well, actually my dad asked because I don't know Spanish that well and my dad, like I thought it'd be cool having the dads meet and really discuss it, which they did and we all had a shot of tequila and then Maria came in the room she's like, everything okay? I'm like, yeah, everything's fine, you know, just BSing here. Which, which is a good way to do it because I asked, had to ask the same man for his daughter's hand in marriage and I had to ask for the blessing. And I did the best Spanish that I could because I didn't have anybody know. And again, I was keeping a secret. And they're just kind of like, okay, like almost no reaction. Yeah, he looked at me just like, yeah, all right. Like, they're, I mean, he seemed fine with it. You know, we all hugged it out and everything. It was, a, it was a great moment. And then we were at Sandra and Rodney's apartment upstairs from our own apartment at the time. We were living downstairs, right? Yeah. Were you downstairs already? I believe so. Actually, no, I don't know. Anyway, we were at the apartment and we had a few people over because we were going to be going out for, for my birthday and I was like, you know, no, I, I'm just going to do it today. I don't know you guys were living downstairs just yet. Maybe not. So, Maria is a huge fan of Scrabble. We would play Scrabble all the time. Yeah, this is another one of the things we would do as a group. You know, again, we would play a lot of board games. We'd play a lot of Scene It. We'd play a lot of, you know, because we were young and, you know, we didn't have a lot of money and, you know, we couldn't go out to dinner all the time and we were slowly starting to realize that. So, you know, we would do the homebody things like Scrabble, Jenga. Right, somebody would cook dinner. Seen It. You know, for the group. It worked out really well. And, uh... Maria was really into Scrabble. More yeah. so than Scrabble and Yahtzee. So, as everyone went to go eat, we stopped, you know, playing Scrabble for a minute. And I bought, like, this super deluxe size Scrabble. And I had to go reach in the bag and pull out the tiles that would read, Marry Me. And, you know, I put them on my little stand that you would put the pieces on. And went to eat, came back. And then once once we came back around, it was my turn to play. And this was, like I said, the next day after I got the ring. I couldn't fucking wait. I didn't bother planning a lot of stuff. I planned this heartbeat because I didn't I couldn't think of any other way to do it I'm like if I hold on to this ring I'm gonna throw it at her face at some point and just be like oh hey what are you marry because like Ronnie said I'm too impetuous and so I laid down marry me and I put I put the no I just put marry me well you I just stickly wrong because I was there you said seven letter word and Maria instantly got pissed yeah, yeah. as competitive as Maria is <laughs> what I think what seven letter word like what's the bonus for her you get like, like an extra hundred points just for that or yeah, some shit. yeah so she was she was instantly mad because she's very competitive about Scrabble and you know Adam didn't even and lay it out and he just kind of laid it on the board and she was just in shock which well first she's like what are you talking about that's not a word and I was like are you kidding me that's when I pulled out the ring and right after the E and marry me I put the ring in one of the little squares and there's a picture of that somewhere yeah instant floodgates instant floodgates yeah which um, was a ballsy move to do in front of other people yes by the way because <laughs> what I never wanted to do is I never wanted to ask Sandra especially after the whole will you be my girlfriend debacle ask her in front of her family or you know friends or anything she'd just be like no well because I, I was I would, I would joke around with Maria a long time before I proposed. Whenever the day comes, I propose. You better not fuck me over and say no, especially if it's in front of a lot of people. Say yes and then tell me no in secret. Like at a Sox game or something yeah. on the scoreboard. So she said yes, obviously, and then we ended up going out like an hour later to the bar for my birthday, which she also didn't know that I called a bunch of people and told them a bunch of her friends and said, you know, come by. You know, I'm going to propose to Maria that night. So it, it turned into a birthday slash engagement party. So, Which, interesting enough, I found out that I knew you were going to propose. I didn't know it was going to be that soon. And and same night, Michael, who does the intro for the show, had his band playing. And I don't know if it's, I think it was Starter Kit at the time. They were opening at Bottom Lounge a couple blocks down. So, sorry, Michael, I didn't make the show that night. because <laughs> <laughs> Had a change of plan last minute when we found out what sorry. was going on with Adam. But uh, they were going to try to make it to Mahoney's, which would have been... It was a fun night, though. Yeah. It's fun to see a woman get the ugly face cry from excitement. Doesn't happen often. But when a woman can't control herself from crying, like, isn't bothering wiping away tears and, you know, makeup's running a little bit, that's the 
cry that you go for in an engagement. If a woman doesn't cry from happiness when you propose to her, then it's dumpa. That's my that's my second one. <laughs> Rules of relationships, I guess. So yeah, that's our little Valentine's Day story. A little long-winded for open forum, but I think it was worth it. Yeah, so good luck to everybody out there. Whatever your plans are, maybe trying to propose or maybe not. Maybe just having a good time. Maybe just trying to get laid. Nothing wrong with that. But kudos to you. Hopefully uh, our advice is helpful um, if you're looking for it. And um, that's our story. All right. Well, we said we were going to do it, so we're just going to do a, an abridged version of what's trending. So right now, and this here's the thing. The first thing that's listed as trending on Twitter is Kim's data stash, right? Which is the Kim Kardashian data stash bullshit commercial where, you know, of her taking selfies, whatever. Which, it's by the way, it's paid for by T-Mobile. And that's what I was going to say. It's the number one thing, but it's promoted by T-Mobile. Now, which means that's not technically the number one trending topic as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to jump into promotions a little bit and say uh, I'm going to promote our quest for better entertainment. Fuck all things Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, especially this. Can't believe you took up a Super Bowl commercial. Now, I know people are insanely loyal to their cell phone service provider, usually, or at least their third or fourth cell phone service provider. I, myself, I'm on my second. Technically, I started out with Cellular One Chicago, which became Singular, which became AT&T, which fucked me over when they did the uh, whole over free weekend minutes or rollover minutes, blah, blah, whatever. But if Kim Kardashian, knowing what I know now, became the spokesperson for my cell phone carrier, I would seriously consider switching cell phone carriers. One, because the Kardashians make way too much money as it is for doing absolutely nothing. And two, they got rid of that hot-ass T-Mobile girl. Who, what was her name, by the way? I don't even know if they got rid of her. Maybe they just replaced it for this. But not so worth it. Quinn Cummings, which is at Quincy, two ends on Twitter, posted, I feel as if hashtag Kim's data stash should be a euphemism like, her skirt was so short you could practically see her hashtag Kim data stash. <laughs> So shout out to people making a joke and people that are just tired of this shit. Like Courtney Spinelli, hashtag court underscore Spinelli, tweeted, Kim Kardashian's commercials, hashtag Kim's data stash is so painfully dumb it makes my head hurt. That's what I'm talking about. People, no, people are finally seeing through the bullshit. Another reason I don't ha- I'm glad I don't have T-Mobile, hashtag Kim's data stash. People aren't falling for, oh, you know, she's pretty and stuff. Ugh. And then it says, I thought Kim Kardashian would want her data stash stolen. Isn't that how she became famous in the first? place awesome people you guys are awesome that's uh at Lori croswell thank you guys for understanding that she's a joke of a human being and uh shouldn't be allowed to just keep spawning more people so moving on from that trending topic to hashtag replace a letter ruin a tv show that's replace a letter ruin a tv show there's basically like you change something one letter in a tv show and you know like big bank theory feel of fortune who's the hoss jersey whore two and a half meh <laughs> <laughs> the good wipe. Zeros. Pretty good. Cagney and Lysy. Rash. The big wang theory. <laughs> Saved by the belt. These are all pretty good ones. How I pet your mother. America's next top yodel. <laughs> <laughs> the Cosby shot. <laughs> Rash instead of match. House of Carps. Freaking pa- freaking bad. Paw in order. Pretty good ones, man. Boardwalk umpire. Somebody put talking dead. Aw. All right. <laughs> True defective. Anything else we can uh, um, talk about? In top Groundhog five? Day is a trending topic. Celebrity Apprentice. Did the Groundhog see a shadow? Yeah. It was supposed to be, what, six more weeks of winter? Yeah. Fuck that Groundhog, too. What the hell's Mirror Monday? Actually, I don't have that trending. I know what Side Boob Sunday is. Shout out to Doug Benson. I guess Mirror Monday is just a picture of girls taking pictures in a mirror. I'm all for it. Keep it going. Show it while people want to see it. I don't know what Brit is. Britain. Oh, it's something having to do with The Bachelor. That's what it is. Celebrity Apprentice, Groundhog Day. Chicago Blizzard is actually trending right now. Hashtag Chicago Blizzard. So we're actually living in a trending topic for once. (laughs) 
so anyway. But if you have Twitter, leave us some comments. Hashtag UTJH. Make us a trending topic. Yeah. Worldwide, guys. Just just keep, even if, you know, you wait another 10 minutes, hashtag UTJH1, UTJH2, UTJH3. Get us out there. You know, just get people being like, what the fuck is UTJH? And let them find out for their own for themselves share your favorite episode which by the way we run out of space on Podomatic so I'm sorry I have to take a couple episodes down to make sure that we can get the new episodes up but you can find all the episodes on SoundCloud and I know a lot of our Podomatic listeners have switched over to SoundCloud sorry David you might have to sign up for another account if you want to listen to old shit or I can just get you copies of it because I know where I can get you copies from promotions promotions alright I'm gonna start off by promoting the fuck all things Kardashian yeah I I almost wanna all those bras drive me crazy including now Bruce Jenner I guess (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't heard Bruce Jenner's undergoing a sex change, do I think it's a brave thing to do? Yeah. Do I think that I care? No. It just shows you what Kris Jenner, banging Kris Jenner will do to you. Damn. True story. So yeah, so stop following these people that hashtag Kim's data stash. Fuck that idiot too. Yeah, they they have enough money for doing nothing. They, you know, they complain about how hard their lives are. Oh my God, my Apple. Maybe we should just fucking jump on the bandwagon so we can start making some of this money. But they're making millions of dollars on the stupid app and it's just just fucking annoying. Yeah, I don't know. Vote with your dollars, people. I don't get how they're as famous as they are. Like, I, I, I get that they have money and they're living a life that people, I guess, want to see. But for people to call them United States royalty or shit like that. There is just better entertainment out there. I don't understand why we're watching these. And some people tell me, like, because I watch, I used to watch Robin Big and Fantasy Factor. Like, it's the same thing. And it really isn't. You know, like, you get to see, like, this guy started from nothing and came up to this point. He was a skateboarder that builds upon himself. And he has some discernible talent. Yeah. You know, there, there are lots of other, we, we know them. We, there are a lot of other talented entertainment artists, actors, comedians who deserve, you know, their 15 minutes of fame. But yeah, we're spending all this on. Okay, think about it like this. Remember in high school how there was that bimbo fucking broad, the popular girl that did nothing special. She was famous for being a whore around school and, you know, she did everything that everyone despised, but, you know, she's pretty, so everyone liked her. Did you give a fuck about her back then? No. So why are you giving a fuck about her now? Because she's on TV? Watch something else. There's a million other channels. So more of the fuck Fox, Fantastic Four, obviously. Fuck Doom. When does that movie come out? Fuck Doom. I don't know. I- I'd like to... Pick it? You want to pick it outside? No, I'd like to um, just try to get a petition going at C2E2 or something. That wouldn't be bad. Yeah. Find uh, us at C2E2. C2E2, obviously, April 25th. Is it that Saturday? I think so. You have a calendar on there? Sure. Uh, I believe it's April 25th, 2015. We will be at C2E2. I'll be wearing, most likely, the blue UTJH shirt. I don't know what Rodney's going to be wearing. But we'll be there. We're actually trying to find... Oh, yeah, uh, Ruby, Edgar. 25th, yeah. That was here, yeah. 25th of April. Edgar, that was that was on a previous show, his wife wants to get a t-shirt made for my godson, their son. They want a little UTJ shirt for him, and I'm like, we might as well get some for the rest of the kids. So we might have some little custom UTJ shirts for the kids and the wives and everybody will be walking around with the UTJ shirt. A mini t-shirt drive. So uh, we hope to see at least, you know, one or two fans there. Hopefully more, obviously, but if... Uh, yeah, it's a short drive up from Wichita, Kansas, so... Not just that, but I mean, even if... Ghana book your flights now. For all the people that are listening in Chicago, it's not that expensive. You can start saving now if, if you don't have the, the money for it. You know, you got four months to pull it off, three months. So I hope to see you there. It's a fun time. It's it's an experience that I think everyone should have at least once going to a comic book convention just to see nerds just in their element. Yeah, there'll be celebrities there from shows that you really enjoy. Speaking of which, Team Arrow, you guys need to come out and um, you know meet some of your fans, not just uh, Kate Cassidy. Shout out to her. Thank you for, um, and I'm sorry I missed you at uh, Wizard 
World Comic Con Chicago. Kind of hoping you're still possibly going to see 2E2. I was actually thinking about, you know, some of the uh, celebrities from like The Walking Dead, which they're going to be there, are showing up to a lot of the other shows. I thought maybe a road trip, if I can, you know, fit it in the calendar, might be fun to. We always talked about going to San Diego Comic Con, the Comic Con of Comic Cons. But, you know, there are plenty of Comic Cons in the area, like Comic-Con. Indianapolis or Cleveland or Minnesota, just kind of a stone's throw away, so to speak. And they're actually cheaper. I imagine the Comic Cons must be smaller. But, um, yeah, shout out to uh, those actors and celebrities who make time to uh, meet with the fans. I think more of you should do it, especially uh, these people who support you and keep you where you are, where you are. So, um, yeah, C2E2, April 25th, Chicago. We're going to be there Saturday for sure, uh, possibly other days if we can afford it. But um, we like to come and meet um, artists of the comic books that we read or just artists of, you know, good small pictures like Scotty Young. We're big fans of him and we have a lot of his artwork. Yeah, uh, Sebastian's room has got a lot of Scotty Young stuff in there. Yeah, comic book artists in general and then, you know, a couple of celebrities who, you know, are on the shows that we like to watch and, you know, we'll be there for sure. So if you want to meet us, talk with us, um, maybe talk about having you on the show whatnot. We'd really love to meet you out there. It's one of the few... We might actually just walk around and, like, you know, at least get some sound bites from people from the show, you know, like, almost like a Q&A kind of thing. Yeah. Not necessarily as reporters, but, like, if anybody's just like, oh, you know, UTJ shirt, or UTJH, I love that show, you know, just come over, you know, say a couple words, you know, get you out there, you know. You might solicit some comments for the show. Yeah. Put you on the air. Maybe even have you on the show later. Yeah. Any more promotions? Comic book resources. Check Nelson out on there for the line it is drawn. Uh, gotta, I want to keep promoting him. He's got some big stuff going on. And uh, I think that's it for me. We've got about seven months to support our Buy American on 9-11 movement. So uh, save some money. Buy something American on that day. And my birthday's coming up. So feel free to send me any presents, gifts, or even just, you know, as simple as a shout out on the page. This wish list is on uh, Amazon.com. It is. It's called the Mega List. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff on there. That was off the day. My Hulk statue. Oh, yeah. My parents got it for me, so it pays to have an Amazon wish list. And if you need to buy something off of Amazon, go to utjh.net and click the link. Find just about anything on Amazon. Yeah. And if you can't find it on Amazon, odds are you probably don't need it. Shout out to Old Navy, by the way, or uh, OldNavy.com, rather, for having the size of jeans that I've been wanting to have for such a long time, because I'm my waist is between sizes. One size is too big, another size is too tight, So, but they don't sell the size that I need. Because I'm so tall and so thin, I'm right in between the two sizes. Just buy the bigger one and get a belt. No, because then it punches weird, especially when I have the side piece on. It's a little awkward. So that's it. Shout out to OldNavy.com. So bring the suspenders back. I saw somebody walking around the street with suspenders. That was pretty fun. All right, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's all I got. So signing off from the FTC, I'm Ronnie Sinio. Um, I'm Adam Flores. And um, that just happened. Watch, we just took two guys' different ideas for how to propose. We're going to be like, fuck!
Price is right, Jingle? <laughs>